welcome back ladies and gentlemen to HTO at HTO Football and obviously on all of your usual platforms so do please go and find us and subscribe on Twitter, YouTube and the works but we are here just a few days before the Premier League season kicks back into action that unto itself is exciting enough but obviously the return of the Premier League also means the return of fantasy football Andrew, you're looking forward to the to the weekend Premier League football back with fans. That's exciting into itself, isn't it? Yeah, massively. Yeah, definitely. I've been watching a few of the uh, games from the other leagues have kicked off in France, um, and it's just wet the appetite. So yeah, looking forward to Friday. Obviously, with a big kickoff for us slot at Brentford, um, and yeah, looking forward to this this uh, fun chat we've got lined up. Yeah, no, it's going to be brilliant. And as you say, Arsenal fans, and we're first up. I'm not sure it's going to be the easiest of games. Um, away to a newly promoted side is never very fun. Um, but what is fun is fantasy football. Uh, we're big fans on HTO. We've got our HTO league again. Please go and um, follow and get involved. Get, in, get involved with the league. Please jump in. Prizes to be won as ever for the league winners and 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 more. So get involved. And we thought, you know what? What be better than diving into a bit of nostalgia? Because we also like nostalgia on this pod, don't we? You know, we can't help ourselves. We like a bit of nostalgia, like a little bit of 90s nostalgia. And we thought, what players from the 90s in the Premier League would be fantastic FPL fantasy players? Because, you know, like the current modern game, no one thinks Kante is not a brilliant footballer, but he's crap for FPL. He's not going to get you loads of points because he's just not the type of player he is. So actually, what assets would be really good from the 90s? And we've put together for you a nice little 11 We've obviously stuck to the rules. We've thought about budget. So we're not going to have every single huge star of the 1990s because that would defeat the object. But we've thought, realistically, what 11 could we put together of good, solid throwback players? And hopefully you'll enjoy some of these memory lane trips that we've got. Um, do you want to kick off the 11, Andrew? Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely come a long way since the 90s, the FPL uh, lark, hasn't it? I mean, it's I can remember sitting on a lying on a beach somewhere in Spain every summer, like getting the Sun newspaper from the from the, from the news agents for about three euros and then Do going through my team. <laughs> you know what? The Sun was the big one. The Sun had millions there. You know, you could win like a million pounds by winning the Sun. Mm. I think the prizes were bigger for the Sun one back then than FBL now. But obviously, fantasy football, the official one through the Premier League, it's kind of taken over. Obviously, I think apps as well. Do you know what I mean? You can do it on your phone. It's just so helpful and it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's brilliant. It's exploded, doesn't it, over the last two or three years, really? Yeah, completely. And and do you know what? I was listening to the pod the other day with some, you know, well-known FPL uh, people in the FPL community. And they were literally saying that they would rather win FPL than their team win the Premier League now because it's got to that level of like investment and time they spend on it every year. And obviously there's eight, there's only like 8 million people might play FPL this year globally. And when you consider that, well, actually winning that out of that many millions of people, whatever it is, mm. it's probably, you know, it's a pretty good feat, isn't it? I'd probably still probably ask whoever asked. Yeah, I mean, game, I think but- it's, you could argue it's it's starting to overtake kind of football manager in terms of the obsessiveness, you know, of it really. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of um, FPL and football manager fans out there because there's mm. the same similar personalities, like you said, the level of detail, the stats driving stats that people go into to get their um, insight for the game. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, but well, yeah, anyway, just just, to, just before we start, Tom, a little quick shout out: Happy birthday to Roy Keane, who obviously doesn't make our nineties teams. He would well, have lost too many points, but happy birthday, oh, Roy, Roy Keane! Would be a horrendous asset for FPL. First of all, yellow cards and red cards galore. Secondly, hardly ever scored. That's a prime example of obviously a brilliant footballer, but not someone you'd want in your FPL team. 
you know mm. and i think that's why when we look at the 90s team here it'll be interesting to see some of the names that we're going to be thinking about over others um which will be interesting so let's go for it is there, where do we want do we want to go back to front do you want to stay usual yeah let's let's go for straight straight in with the goalkeeper we went for nigel martin didn't we yeah we did i think that's a nice classic buy we've gone to him being at around the five million mark he's not going to be bargaining for 4.5 million but equally he's probably not going to take up your Shamichael seaman kind of level of fees because we all know in the FPL community, you don't spend all your budget there. Not really. Um, especially in the 90s, teams just conceded loads. So the reality mm. is you want a nice, solid keeper. He's going to pick up bonus points for the saves. Um, that lead side, late, late 90s, was a very good side, very good outfit. Um, I think, yeah, Nigel Martin's a very, yeah. very good shot stopper. Yeah, I guess just, just for a bit of insight for the uh, listeners, it was a toss-up between him and uh, Neil Sullivan, wasn't it? Um, who had obviously had a great spell with Wimbledon. Um, for a long period in the 90s. Another shot stopper there, yeah. Another yeah. nice 90s throwback. So, yeah, he would have been maybe coming in at maybe four and a half mil, maybe. It would have been a good good deal, but I think Nigel Martin kicks us off. Yeah, exactly. And you could have maybe made a save in there with Sullivan, um, but I think Nigel Martin, yeah, a good keeper, and I like some bonus points there, and you don't want to waste all your budget on the goalkeepers. Obviously, we're moving to defence. We've got to go for assets who are going to get us goals and, and assists. Um, who have we got in our back line? Yeah, I mean, this wouldn't work as a back four, but we, as this is an FPL chat, so um, we haven't gone for the Tony Adams of this world and Sol Campbell's uh, with left back. I mean, this is going to be a this is going to be like the the, uh, the Trent Alexander Arnold of uh, of the nineties, isn't it? With Dennis Irwin with all those penalties and free kicks. Oh, absolute monster of a left back! He'd be a brilliant FPL player. Like, like there's a great shout at the Trent. Like, not quite the same level of if you looked at the how much they spend in the opposition half, mm. it still wouldn't be close to modern fullbacks. But nonetheless, as nineties throwbacks go, Dennis Irwin would be a premium asset here. We've got him in at six point five million. Yeah, he's, a, he's our marquee defender, to be fair. Yeah, 6.5 million. If you look at the current game, you know, you're talking your Van Dyke's Cancelo's coming in at six, six and a half. So, though, you know, we're talking marauding fullbacks. You're going to get your goals. Um, Trent's an anomaly coming in at 7.5 this year. It's just the numbers he puts up for XGs and chance created are just like ridiculous compared to any other defender in world football, let alone the Premier League. So, I think Irwin at 6.5 is a fair price. But also, yeah, marquee defender, he's going to bang goals. Another little left back we've thrown in there. Um, I'll see Graham Lisso. Uh, mm. Probably again, five point five million is the same price as like a Luca yeah. Dean this year. So I think that's yeah. about fair. Good, good deliver of the ball, Graham um, was. And uh, yeah, I think that was a bit of a late addition, wasn't it? Really, I sort of threw that into the mix late on. Yeah, so. great. That's great asset. You know, obviously Chelsea Blackburn player, ninety stalwart, another one who would pop up with the odd goal. I'm sure to get, get the few assists and basically essentially an attacking fullback. Um, mm. So that's a uh, five point five. We're starting. We're trying to. Save a bit of a budget now in the back line. We've got a couple of other defenders there, though. Yeah, obviously Hinchcliffe, who played a lot of his career at left back. Um, but just a real classic 90s name. I think of sticker book straight away, you know. Andy Hinchcliffe. I hope listeners remember him from the 90s. I remember the the England coins you could collect in 1998. Mm. And I don't even know if he went to the World Cup in 98, but he was in the coin collection. Mm. And um, I remember getting loads of Andy Hinchcliffe coins. So he's in there. Um, like you said, a fullback though, Everton, very, very strong, versatile, and would still still go forward, you know. So I think he'll be there about 4.55 million maybe um, with mm. our last defender. Uh, the ever dependable Watson at 4.5. Yeah, um, Steve, yeah, Steve Watson, a very, very versatile player as well, similar to Hinchcliffe. Um, but yeah, would would uh, would often often pop up with the old goal. 
Um, so at four point five, I think that would be a that, that's a, a right snip. I'd say in that market. I think a snip, and also remember, remember, listeners, we're thinking we don't want to double up here on defenses. So we've got a United defender, an Everton defender, Blackburn or Chelsea, depending on what list we're looking at. Your Newcastle defence, a Leeds defence, because it's dangerous. Obviously, if you double up with two or three players from the same squad and defence, and then suddenly they get they you know ship a hatful, you're you're losing a lot of points. So we've we've tried to think about that about the balance. Mm-hmm some attacking returns and assists. So we've got Martin in goal, Dennis Irwin smashing free kicks in for Hinchcliffe, Lisso and Watson. If my math does me, my math served me right there, Tom. I think we've spent 26 and a half million on the back five. Yeah, which I is, think that's about... Decent, yeah, decent. I think that's about fair. It's about what you'd look to spend yeah. on defence. Anything from sort of 24 to 27-ish um, would, be, would be a good spend. So I think we're on track. We're on track. We've gone, though, ladies and gents, for a 4-3-3, and we've gone for three attacking midfielders here, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, we start off with Ryan Giggs, who we were talking just off there beforehand, weren't we, about the, the, the modern-day FPL where you've got players like Mane and Salah coming in as midfielders when really they're really not. They're attacking, they're attacking strikers, inverted wingers, aren't they, um, that spend a lot of time in the final third. Um, but no, Ryan Giggs would have would have been a would have been a shoe in for a lot of FPL players back in the nineties. I think if we were playing this now in ninety six, ninety seven, the amount of assists that he would be getting um, and goals. I mean, I know that he's sort of often criticised, isn't he, about the the ninety nine season that he only chipped in with about four goals, I think, that year. But overall, over the decade, he would have bagged a hat. Yeah, and like you said, although he wasn't prolific on the winger, when you compare him to the modern uh, inverted forwards, he still would have been for a winger scoring a fair few creating loads and also another asset that you can't sort of rule out in FPL is durability Giggs was all nearly always fit that's why he's had so many appearances for United didn't suffer the injuries of some of the other long-term um, pros and so you've got a player there who's going to be there we can get you 90 minutes get um, get assists and also in, in in a very very good side you're going to be scoring a lot of goals there's lots of you know United smashed nine eight seven on occasion do you know what I mean he would have been part of those routes and that's those are the big halls there so he's one of our premium assets at 10 million I think the the club carries the price tag and the asset and the asset carries the price tag um we have done go for another another flair player in there another magician another one that you'd love to watch um Southampton talisman obviously we've gone for Matt Letizia, another man who's going to be goals and free kicks and and assists and pens. He's just on everything. Talent. And a few man of the match awards and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I know our friends who got the assist will be t- talking about their talisman theory and you can't get a bigger talisman for a club than Matt Letizia because, mm. my God, the guy was just Southampton. He was the whole club. And, you know, again, talisman in, in, in FPL tend to do very well. The main man for the team because everything goes through them. As we said, free kicks, penalties, um, you know, all the play, the chances created, the goals, absolutely everything went for Letizia. Mm-hmm. I think quite punchy at 9 million, but I think that sounds about right. 9 million is the same this year as a Mares, for example. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, a, you know, you could argue Mares will get less game time, but will score free-flowing in a better title-winning side in a City side. I think mm-hmm. Letizia at 9 million is about right because that's going to show his appeal for goals, show his appeal for assists, but ultimately he's not going to be 11, 12 million because he's not in a title-winning side. Mm. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, we've spent, we've we've splashed on it on our midfield, but rightly so, I think. And um, obviously, we'll talk about the front line in a minute. But so, who who makes up? Who who finishes off the midfield three, Tom? 
Well, like you said, we have spent a bit of money there, so we needed to get a, sort of a bit of a budget player in, but nonetheless a very special player and one that I think lots of people will remember from the 90s very fondly. We've gone for Janino for Middlesbrough at 5.5 million. The reason is he, his, his stats weren't phenomenal. Like, it's not like he's scoring a hat full of goals. It's not like he was creating loads, although he was a bit of a creator. But you can't get someone more 90s than Janino like the special free kick on occasion, another talisman for his club. So although he's coming in quite cheap there because his actual underlying stats aren't great, you've got a player there who, for the 90s, is a bit of a standout, bit of a throwback, probably lower on fee there because he didn't stay very many years, two seasons, season and a half only, um, although he came back for that second spell. So you're also talking about someone who wouldn't guarantee you lots of games. That's probably why they're at the cheaper end. Yeah, I was going to say, there's probably a few people listening that are thinking, cool, that's cheap um, for Janino. Having said that, I think like the argument you made a minute ago about the, the lack of Premier League time, um, I think just kind of swayed it for us to sort of just drop it slightly, you know? Yeah, we have got the room in the budget. Look, if listeners are saying that's outrageous, he needs to be six, six and a half million, we're happy to hear that. And we Or any Barra we, fans that are yeah, Middlesbrough, not in double figures. Yeah, <laughs> Middlesbrough fans saying this guy should be seven, eight million. Um, completely understanding. And, but I think of the three, Giggs, Letizia, Janinho, he's obviously going to be coming in the slightly cheaper because A, the underlying stats aren't there, B, not in a, a challenging side, mm. and C, ultimately, just the minutes on the pitch, he's a risk. Um, mm. You know, for our 90s side, wouldn't be there week in, week out. Mm. It also means we can save money for a frontline free. And now, look, this is where we've had to be a bit careful with the budget because we have stuck to the £100 million budget and we've left ourselves about £19 million for for the subs bench. Um, but we could have gone for some huge names. So, so let's talk about some huge names who didn't make the free because they also would have been big, big budget. You've got people like Andy Cole. My God, like across the 90s, how many goals did he score for United and obviously previously at Newcastle? Dennis Bergkamp. Bergkamp. Robbie Fowler. Like you could argue Robbie Fowler would just hang goals. But what we're probably looking at is there's, a, there's an upper echelon of strikers from the 90s. The ones we've just mentioned, Andy Cole, um, you know, Robbie Fowler, and the man we have gone for, Alan Shearer. Hmm. Now, you can't really argue that the Premier League's top goal scorer shouldn't be there because he's just going to absolutely smash goals for fun. Um, but we did figure that if you had then him with an Andy Cole and a Robbie Fowler, like your budget would be blown because they'd all be 12 million plus, wouldn't they? Mm. So we have gone for Shearer as our premium asset at 12 million. You know, again, that's similar prices this year to you. Bruno Fernandes, who was a game's top point scorer last season. Um, Harry Kane's at 12.5 million. Um, Salah's at 12.5 million. So we looked at 12 million is normally that very top end in the, in the game in recent years. And I think Alan Shearer deserves that. And also what I like about this team as well is there's plenty of penalty takers. I, I actually, I can I can vividly remember Steve Watson taking a few penalties, to be honest. Yeah. Back in his day. I mean, Letizia would have taken penalties. Dublin. Pens are vital. Yeah, Dublin. So we've gone for Dublin as one of the Shearer Strikers um, partnerships because I think Dublin would be a, a very, very solid. So what I'd say is Dublin's in that second tier with people like Les Ferdinand. People yeah. like Teddy sharing them. Are they Ollie Watkins of this world today? Like. Yeah, don't get me wrong. These are very, very good strikers. Your mm. Les Ferdinands, your Dion Dublins. But what they're not is your Alan Shearers. And Chris the goal, Sutton. Yeah, and the goals show that, you know, ultimately. Alan Shearer's got, what, 300 plus, plus league goals and, and Dion Dublin doesn't. But he would guarantee you goals. And again, talisman for his club. Villa, everything going through him. So I think Dion Dublin at 9.5 million mm. is about right. That's, you know, that's up there this year. That's a bit better than your Firmino's and your Jesus's. And I think that feels about, mm. about right. Um, 
bit of a real proper true 90s throwback though we needed to save a bit of money um albeit still get a proven goal scorer in so who have we gone for as the final striker slot well quite an iconic premier league player as well for for obviously a really important reason with his goal in the in the early 90s was brian dean so brian dean makes up the front three coming in at seven million um and i think that reflects the ability as well as the goals output as well i mean three excellent strike well three very very good headers of the ball um, yeah. in our front line which are going to be useful from set plays um so yeah and then and that that rounds up the 11 and obviously we had roughly 19 19 and a half million left on yeah, I, think, I think we had a little bit more than that but given that we, I think we might be jump bumping Janino up to a six six and a half yeah you could argue maybe that Dean should be a sort of seven and a half million mm. but overall I think we've done pretty fair there what we'll do is we'll release the on um, Twitter the, the the pricing in our team we've got Martin in goal Irwin Hinchcliffe Lisso Watson as your back line Giggs Letizia Janino in the middle and then Dublin Shearer Dean I think that's a great 90s 11, full of full of talismanic players. Um, we'd have to fill the bunch with a few fodder, though. What kind of bench fodder would we need? We'd need one defender and two mids for the bench, as well as a goalkeeper. Um, you know, there's some no, there's some there's some cheeky 90s names, isn't there? You mm. know, goalkeeper. How about someone like Mark Poon? Oh, fantastic shout! Absolutely fantastic shout! No. Yeah. That'd be a good for a back. You know, it would have been quite decent, actually. Uh, obviously, we we remember this uh, vividly. Was Manninger? He he would have had a great little season. Yeah, and do you know what? Often, often as FPL players will know, the second choice keeper that you get on the bench is like a four million player who's yeah. your second choice, basically. He's not going to play because you're not going to play him either. Mm. And obviously, in that '98 season, Arsenal went on to win the double. Manninger actually played quite a few games. So mm. imagine if you had an Arsenal defender for sorry, goalkeeper for four million, that'd be lovely. Um, who suddenly had a really big run of games. Um, yeah, you'd you'd have a backup keeper there essentially. You'd have someone yeah. who barely played, um, mm. just to get him out there, you know. Maybe you'd have John Lukic early, because obviously Lukic was really the 80s, but he was still hanging on for a couple of seasons in the mm. 90s. You'd get him on there as a veteran. Yeah. To be on your bench there. Um so then we need what one defender or one defender and a couple of mids. One defender, defender. Who we we had a little shortlist the other day. I'm trying to think who we were mentioning. Well, we had we had what we were filling our shortlist with is lots of versatile players who could kind of play defense at midfield, even a bit forward. People like Steve Stone, you know, yeah. obviously in midfield, but like you know those Steve versatile. Stone, do you know what Steve Stone? Like you could argue there's a shout for him to actually start. Like he would have been like a regular, like regular points. He would. You know what he would be? He'd be my first sub, someone mm. like that, someone who's going to play every week who does a bit of everything, bits and pieces player, almost like your Gareth Batties. So I don't think necessarily they're going to get you lots of FPL points because a bit like the Kante argument earlier, Kante is the, one of the best holding central midfielders in the world, yet, you know, not great for FPL. And I don't necessarily think someone like a Steve Stone would get you masses of points. But as a first sub, you guaranteed starter would chip in occasionally with an assistant and that kind of thing. Very solid player. Mm, Trevor, Very Sin- solid. Trevor Sinclair would have been quite a nice little option. Trevor Sinclair, yeah, um, really nice option. I mean, my, my my defensive my defensive shout the other day when we were talking about doing this was um, I'd have to look at his I'd have to look at his goal stats, but Chris Perry at Wimbledon, yeah, nice, um, very like regular stalwart for Wimbledon in the nineties, but I'm not sure. And also, I don't know they they might have leaked a few goals Wimbledon. You, that's the thing you have to look at teams that were like in the sort of top seven eight. Who, who had but good leaking a few record. goals as a defender is not too bad if you're going to create. What yeah. about someone like again who's a bits and pieces player, but like a Philip Albert? Everyone remembers that nineties the chip against United. That's brilliant, Jimmy. Like, I don't what? know about like over over a longer period of time though. 
No, but, but we're just all good. But <laughs> we're talking about throwback fodder here for the bench. You argue, argue they're not going to make. Do you know? Do you know? What, I'm thinking of someone like. Do you know? I've been a great little bench player. Someone like David May. Oh, David May is a great Ronnie Johnson. Well, Ronnie Johnson. I think Ronnie Johnson would would probably maybe command a bit too much money. Yeah, slightly more than May. May would have been half a mil cheaper. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> more like an Arsenal, like a Steve Morrow, someone like that. Just yeah. to uh, occasionally, Andy Linegan actually would be a great shout for as a defensive early 90s defender clearly he wasn't a very mm. it wasn't a first team regular arsenal because that would have gone to adams bold and keown mm. someone like an andy linnigan very very useful very solid and you've got to remember that early 90s defense for arsenal was incredibly frugal not conceding many goals mm. so someone like that would be very useful to bring in he'd probably come in a bit cheap so this year if you look at the arsenal better pricing they're all around that 4.5 mark for the center backs anyway Tierney's a bit more expensive at 5 million because of his creative output. Mm. But this year, look, the, the centre-backs, I think that's what sort of a Linegan would have been. And um, Whereas your Keowns and your Adams would have been more like five, five and a half for the clean sheet potential. Mm. Um, but some good names there. Look, we've done this for a bit of fun. There's no right answer. Um, we'll, we'll put our 90s FPL 11 out there with, with associated pricing. Please let your suggestions come in. We're very aware that we've left some absolute ballers out people yeah. like Paul Scholes you know yeah, we, had a, we had a couple of mentions didn't we on Twitter um, yeah Adam, Adam, Adam Bateman um, Adam Bateman agrees um, going have to have have to go for gigs he also mentions Andy Cole who we've also touched on um, and Jamie Garwood mentions Scholes that you've just touched on as well yeah Scholes I mean like again a good person is going to arrive with goals and make assists um, you know I probably the only reason he's not in there over above a Letizia or something like that for me is again that talisman factor, you know, because he's surrounded by lots of phenomenal players at United. Free kicks, for example, would he be on every single free kick? Well, no, because Bex would take some, you know, other people would take some. Irwin, as we've discussed, would take some. He might take an occasional one, whereas Letizia or something like that, every single free kick, every single shot it'll be going through him. So I think that's what we're looking at is from an FPL perspective, who's going to create those points. I think we've done a good job. We've done a fine job. Um, and like I said, there's no right answer. So don't beat us up on the selections. Um, obviously, though, the real fit, real deal kicks off this weekend, though. Please join our league. Um, it's tweeting the code out. We'll, we'll do so when we're pushing this episode. Um, but we are, as co-host, Andrew and I are going to reveal our current 11s um, for the new season subject to imagine a little bit of tweaking before the deadline who are you going for at the moment though i was just about to say a huge amount of tweaking after that robertson injury right <laughs> well yeah that's um, changed things up and i think that changed things up in a big way because suddenly costas simicas i'm probably getting that pronouncing wrong but costas simicas is now a big option for a lot of people at just four million pounds he makes my 11 but what's, what's your 11 first um so this is subject to one final change on friday afternoon um, I've gone for Schmeichel in goal. Um, and then my back three is, at the moment, Robertson. So he's going to come out. And then I've got Target for Villa and uh, Sofal. Um, midfield four. So you're going Sa- without Trent. That was the f- yeah. For the, the FPL community on Twitter, that's big news. Mm. You shouldn't be going without it, Trent. But it, is, it is big news. but um, You might, well, that uh, might change now you know, with you know, out, I guess. Yeah, and yeah, I, I can do. And, and you know me, I'm, I'm a slight... I'm a slight sceptic, but anyway, we'll move on. Um, Salah comes in as captain. Yeah. Um, and then I've, got, I've, got, I've got Yotta as well, so I'm doubling up Liverpool in the midfield, and then Havertz and Barnes. Uh, and then a, a front three at the moment of Antonio, Ianacho, 
I'm not sure if he's going to start against Wolves, but I think mm. he might do. I think he might do after with his goal scoring record at the end of last season and in the Community Shield, um, and then Ollie Watkins. But he's a slight doubt at the moment, so I'm keeping an yeah, eye on that. Yeah, and with Ings coming in now as well, so you have to listen to some press conferences this week. So he's getting the nod. Um, my eleven, I'm going Sanchez in goal. Brighton have got very good fixtures early up and good defensive record. Uh, it's between him and Backman because Backman and Watford might be arguably better for bonus points but going Sanchez and goal a back three I've currently got of Trent I just think Trent's numbers that he puts up from an FPL perspective are hard to ignore um, Luke Shaw kind of no-brainer the, the form he's in and like I said I've now pivoted and I've gone to Costas Costas Simicas is coming in just because at, at just 4 million he just lets your team do so much more because he's so cheap um, but I, I do realise I probably have to wildcard him out in the next three or four weeks as soon as Robert comes back but it is what it is in midfield like you Salah and his captain has to be there like you also got Harvey Barnes I, I really like Harvey Barnes direct great FPL asset I think he had returns in something like 11 of his last 15 games before he got injured for Leicester he had a goal or assist for an yeah, FPL at, at, at seven, I mean it's not it's not an absolute bargain at 7 million but it's, it's decent I like that I think it's very good value yeah um, I've gone Fernandez, I've gone Bruno I toyed with not having Bruno in there but I've, I've got to put him in there for the penalties um, I've also got Mason Greenwood I think with Rashford out and Sancho being obviously not ready. signing, not quite ready I think Greenwood's guaranteed to start, I say guaranteed, nothing's guaranteed but I think he's likely to start the first one, two, possibly even three game weeks um, I have got 0.5 in the bank to maybe bring Jack Grealish in for Greenwood in a couple of weeks time and then up front I've got a front three of Danny Ings I think the guy's just a FPL monster. He's going to do well for it. And now he's going to be the main man at Villa. Um, Tony, talisman Fury again. Everything goes through him at Brentford. And Antonio, similarly, if anyone's going to score for West Ham, it's probably going to be him. So I've gone Sanchez, defence of Trent, Shaw, Simicas, midfield of Salah, Barnes, Fernandez, Greenwood, and then up front, Ings, Tony, Antonio. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the Antonio one closely because I, I can see West Ham moving for someone, you know, late on in this window, so... Yeah, again, so my probably my strategy is I'm going to game, I'm going to wild card maybe even as early as after game week three because physics fixtures pivot of game week four or if not game week seven. So if I do the really early wild card, I appreciate a lot of these assets like Simicast and um, Greenwood probably aren't long long term buys for me. But all I'm looking at is the next three, four weeks only. And then I'm going to wild card and then the team will change again anyway. Because at the moment, noticeably, we don't really have City assets in there. And City, best team in the league, um, you know, points say so anyway the champions mm. so I will want to get a Man City midfielder um, and who knows obviously the big two things that we've got to think about here is Lukaku and Kane as well if Kane goes to Man City you have to have him in your side you know because he will just score so many goals um, and same thing as Lukaku he's going to get a hat for so trying to create one of space for one of those two but it's going to be an interesting Premier League season it's going to be an interesting FPL season uh, let us know what you think of our 90s FPL team keep on liking subscribing on at HTO Football and yeah, join our FPL League for this season.